Welcome, you're listening to a special members only broadcast brought to you by Barnabas Foundation. I'm Linnell Dykstra, Associate Director of Member Relations. Today's recording is taken from a video in our new member orientation series. To watch the video and to access additional orientation training, log into the Member Center at BarnabasFoundation.com. Hello and welcome to this month's edition of New Member Orientation. My name is David Scutt and I am Barnabas Foundation's Director of Finance. Today I'm here to talk to you about gift administration and policies. In order to have a successful plan giving program, you should have well thought out gift acceptance policies and administration procedures. Having these safeguards in place will protect your ministry from significant risks, hassles, and expenses. It's important to realize that many types of plan gifts, such as life income gifts in particular, will involve long-term management over a significant amount of time. That's why it's crucial to understand the risks, costs, and long-term value of these kinds of agreements before you jump in. Your finance and development teams will want to work together to determine what's best for your organization. One key consideration is whether there is sufficient gift volume to justify the administration costs. You should evaluate whether your donor base is large enough to support managing your program with internal staff. Great thing is, as a member of Barnabas Foundation, you can leverage our size and scale to offer a sophisticated plan giving program to your supporters at no additional cost to your organization. You can avoid some of the headaches, administrative burdens of having to manage these gifts internally. However, even as a member of Barnabas, your ministry should still have in place a clearly defined gift acceptance policy that puts parameters around the types of assets and gift arrangements you are willing to accept. Let's use an example of an appreciated asset gift, such as publicly traded stock, which is a fairly common gift. Most organizations can and do accept these gifts. Points to consider. It's important that you make sure donors only give you long-term appreciated securities. You should be receiving these stocks using a discount brokerage, so you're paying little to no commissions on the sale. Also, your gift receipt will differ somewhat from that of a cashed receipt and should include the date of the gift and a description of the securities given. Certain securities can be troublesome, like employee stock held directly with an employer, stock held in certificate form, or thinly traded securities. These types of securities gifts will require special handling and additional transaction time. It helps to educate donors and manage their expectations in these circumstances. Included in the marketable securities type, mutual funds can sometimes be difficult to handle. While they're a great charitable gift, some fund companies may require you to open a new account in order for them to make the transfer, adding additional time and cost to processing the gift. When you get into illiquid asset gifts such as real estate, business interests, or even commodities, it gets to be quite a bit more complicated. Your organization should think through whether you're going to accept these gifts directly or if it's better to have Barnabas Foundation take care of them for you. In the case of real estate, there's a lot of due diligence that needs to happen. How is the real estate held? How has it been used historically? Are there any potential environmental issues? Is the real estate encumbered? Is it appreciated or is it marketable? We've had situations where a donor wanted to give a piece of real estate, but it had no marketability and there were environmental concerns. Before you accept any type of real estate, make sure you have done your due diligence on the property. 
Sometimes the right decision is the tough decision to turn down a gift in this case. With the gift of an ownership interest in a business, you have similar considerations. How is the business structured and held? Is there any debt within the business? Is there a likely buyer? What kind of operating agreement restrictions are in place? It will be crucial to review the current valuation and the marketability of the business. Finally, remember that business interest gifts can generate unrelated business taxable income to the organization, which will require tax payments and filing of IRS and state returns. With both real estate and business interest gifts, donors will need an independent qualified appraisal to justify their tax deduction. The appraisal is submitted to the IRS along with a special tax form that has portions for both the donor and the charity to complete. Farm commodities are an advantageous gift for farmers, but it's crucial to make sure that you document the process properly. You should have a commodity gift arrangement in place before anything's delivered to the co-op or the third-party processor. If proper steps are not followed, or if the farmer maintains too much control over the product sale transaction, it could put the gift in jeopardy. The instruction to the co-op or third-party processor to sell the commodity should always come from the charity and never the farmer. Now that we've talked about some specific types of gifts, let's go over some general administrative considerations. If you're issuing long-term life agreements, you will want to capture every conceivable process efficiency. We recommend implementing common payment dates and payment methods. You don't want to be issuing payments multiple times a month. We prefer quarterly payouts rather than monthly. You should insist on using direct deposit rather than writing checks. It costs less to process and you'll save time not chasing down bad addresses or reissuing stale checks. Consider having a minimum gift requirement in place so that when agreements mature, there's still a meaningful economic value to the charity. We currently recommend a minimum of $10,000 for charitable gift annuities. Likewise on trusts, because of the administrative costs of preparing tax returns and financial record keeping, consider a minimum gift size requirement on a charitable remainder trust of $100,000. Before getting into any of these gift arrangements, make sure you understand the reporting requirements both to the IRS as well as any state regulatory agencies. I've thrown quite a bit of information at you, but I hope you take away that a lot goes into administering planned gifts, especially when it comes to long-dated type gifts like charitable remainder trusts and charitable gift annuities. Given the variables and the time frame involved with these gifts, it's important that you have well thought out policies and procedures for gift acceptance and administration. But here's the really great news. As a member of Barnabas Foundation, you're able to leverage our size, scale, and expertise to be able to provide these services to your donors at no additional cost. Through Barnabas Foundation, you have access to a full back office team of expert plan giving administrators, and we are just a phone call or email away. We are always happy to discuss any of this with you further. If you feel like your organization is large enough and sophisticated enough to manage these instruments on your own, we'd be happy to discuss what we consider to be best practices in gift administration and gift acceptance policies. Just give us a call. As we wrap up this month's orientation video, let's take a few moments to reflect on what you've learned. Ask yourself these questions. Number one, what gifts are we currently accepting that perhaps we should reevaluate? And number two, what gifts are we not currently accepting or promoting that we should consider through our Barnabas Foundation membership? And now for the immediate action items. Number one, take time to review your gift acceptance policies and procedures to make sure they line up with current best practices. 
And second, call Barnabas Foundation if you have any questions about how to best structure your gift acceptance policies and procedures. That brings us to the end of this month's new member orientation video. As always, please don't hesitate to call or email us if you have any questions or concerns. On behalf of the entire finance and gift admin team, welcome to your membership with Barnabas Foundation. It's our great honor to serve your ministry and help you pursue the mission to which God's called you. Thank you for listening. This broadcast has been brought to you by Barnabas Foundation. For additional resources and training, including the complete new member orientation series, log into our member center at barnabasfoundation.com.